Welcome to Adulting License. This is a podcast about our journey growing up as we create a safe space to chat about literally anything. Relationships, friendships, mental health, self-care, career, you name it. And who are we? We're best friends, but unfortunately, we don't even get to live in the same city. We're living thousands of miles and various flights away from each other. But we've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly together. And now we're gonna share it all with you. Welcome to episode 11 of Adopting License on Scene Media. I'm Mia, and joining me today are Angie and Dawn. How are we? Um, yeah, I could be doing a little better, but I'm always happy to be here with my girls. I don't know why I've always been sick lately, but oh, so far so good. <laughs> oh, no. You've been sick the last you guys? episode as well. The last time we recorded, yeah. you were sick as well. Wow. It was vomiting. That's like a curse. Oh. I feel your curse And now I've lost Canada. my voice. Well... <laughs> Well, at least it's not COVID. Mm, That's true. Yeah. That's very important. Yes. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, I'm reaching the end of my uni term, so definitely a lot of stress and like just, you know, trying to cram all my materials, but I'm starting my very first intern, like legal intern role tomorrow. So I'm kind of very, very nervous. Amazing. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. Wow, that's like Woo-hoo. way too fancy, but you will do just fine. What about you, Mia? I'm literally crying every day because of uni, so let's just not talk about that right now, but I'm very... I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so close, like just two months to go, and then I'm Woo-hoo. done. But yeah, I'm very hey. I'm very excited for the Easter break. So we'll be fine. Oh, me too. Mm. Me too. So, what are we talking about today? Um, I think today's topic would be quite interesting. It's all about long distance relationships. Oh, Ooh. Um, been there, done that. Very um. <laughs> Same. I mean, if I had to, I will. But you know, not up there. Mm-hmm. Long distance mm-hmm. relationship. Wow, again, another topic that we'll never get to old, so let's just jump straight into it. Yeah, so have you guys ever been or ever considered being in a long-distance relationship? Like, would you guys recommend it? Mm, well, I've just mentioned before, so yes, I have been in one, but I didn't really enjoy it. Mm. Mm, tell us more. So, we were like, honestly, super young. I had just moved from Vietnam to Sydney, so imagine like a very young fetus 17 year old angie so i've definitely grown a lot since then but he was my high school boyfriend you know everything was fine super great before that we never fought never had a big massive blowout about anything but moving overseas definitely put a strain on our relationship and we ended our one and a half year relationship only after one month overseas oh Bummer, hey. I mean, I I always thought if you've been together for a while, that would be a strong foundation to do a long-distance relationship. But it's quite interesting because I know a lot of my friends who have been through the same situation. Um, like, you know, they were in a relationship for a long time and they have to do a long-distance relationship when they go to college. And unfortunately, it didn't last that long. 
Yeah, I think it's just natural though, like not to be pessimistic, but it would have happened sooner or later. Since moving out and then transferring from high school to uni, you do realize a lot more about yourself and what you want and you don't want in a partner. So like, don't get me wrong, but high school relationships are great, but I don't think they're meant to last. And I personally would not want them to last forever since I know I have so much more in life for me to discover as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, props to the ones that do like these high school sweetheart stories. They are really rare and they make really cute stories. But I agree, there is the reason the majority of us go through different partners before finding quote unquote the one. Um, my high school relationship also turned out to be a two year long distance relationship. And yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different from Angie's because we actually only dated for like a month before we started going the distance, oh, wow. which mm. made it quite difficult. So I don't know how I did it, honestly, but um, I think the worst part is we couldn't see each other, not even once during this period of long distance. That's so sad, though. My God, that must have been so hard for you guys. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, how different it is, like your relationship, Angie, you you have been dating for like more than a year and then you started long distance relationship and it didn't last and then you Don you started your relationship a month in and then it lasted for two years so definitely like an interesting point there definitely like polar yeah, opposites but... of both of us mm. I mean mm-hmm. but I, I know another friend of mine who was kind of like in a somewhat similar situation to Don like they literally started their relationship the moment not the moment but like a week or two prior to when they have to like be apart and then it lasted Mm -hmm. for like well it it would be like four years it would be four years now yeah which is like it's really good i know and they're like happy happy and then they make plans to like see each other oh that's still nice like they can still meet up and everything Mm. They don't even live in the same country, but, you know, they try to make it work. Mm. Mm. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason why more long-distance couples maybe, like, also do it earlier is because we're in a long-distance relationship. Sorry, not long-distance. We're in a honeymoon stage. So it's almost like we feel so lovey-dovey and we we're so in love we believe that like mm. everything's gonna work out and we're so optimistic yeah and then it's like a few years later and then you kind of like <laughs> maybe not yeah no mm. no that make that makes a lot of sense like you guys were still like in the honeymoon phase or it's everything will be easier and you know you see everything through like a pink filter so yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. um and that's if, true yeah for me though, I've never been in a long distance relationship. But honestly though, for some reason, I'm not like totally against it, like a lot of people are. Um, I actually think it would be quite fun to be honest. Like, okay, obviously mm-hmm. I would want to be with my partner and actually see them face to face. But if I have to do a long distance relationship, I don't think that that would be like a deal breaker. Um. I mean, obviously, with technologies these days, there's so many things you could do with each other remotely. However, I feel like I really do need uh, to have a whole lot of trust in my partner to make it work. For sure. Definitely. Like, that's so true. You get to keep, like, a sense of individuality and to be independent in the relationship Mm. as well. But it's really hard, though. Like, you can't really feel their presence. 
when you're alone, I guess. Yeah. I think my parents' relationship really shaped me into thinking that long-distance relationship is a challenge to test your relationship, though. Like, it's not an obstacle. It is an obstacle, but it's not something that hinders you, but more rather it improves your relationship. Because mm. my dad was mostly overseas when my mom had my brother, and they still manage. So I see long distance as a tool where you can grow as an individual and bring that to better your relationship. So yeah. like it's like to test how much you guys really love each other to maintain it. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. the part when you say you think that it might be hard to feel their presence when you're lonely, that's actually reminded me of what my friend, one of my friends, um, told me. Like. I think he said something like he wouldn't want to, you know, have a long distance relationship because he feel like he wouldn't be able to take care of his partner. Like he feels mm. like like obviously there are different ways to show love. Like we talk about different, you know, love languages. But for my friends, I think he thinks that um it would be kind of useless to just you know. For example, give our words of affirmation if he can't actually be there with them. Mm, really, I think that's really actually really interesting. Guys, um, maintain the love, though. Yeah, I also think that's really interesting because I kind of relate to it somehow. Because in my long distance relationship, I thought that I thought that physical touch wasn't so important to me. And then now that I'm in short distance relationship, <laughs> um, I. I feel like I I value that a lot, and I see the importance in that, and I feel like I can relate that when you're like together, you can show your love in a different way that you can't do when you're long distance. Mm, yeah. Um. I think maybe distance does make the heart grow fonder. As long as it's not two years, then it's okay. <laughs> and as long as you can get to see each other in between, I think that's really great. Yeah. Um, like yeah, even for my current relationship, we can't see each other so often, and I think it makes us not only miss each other even more, but it also allows us to really appreciate the time we share together. So yeah, that's really nice. Mm. Anyways, I swear to God, though, Dawn, I have to roast you on this because like you guys literally, <laughs> you and your boyfriend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Live in the same city, and then it feels like you guys are doing long distance relationship. I know, and <laughs> honestly, I see my colleagues uh, one... more than you see him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, one of one of my roommates um, is actually um, in a long distance relationship, and um, they they see each other more than we do. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but why though? If um, you live so close, why is it so hard to see each other then? Oh, I mean. Um, we're just like traveling. We go to Canada, and he has his holiday. So it's just mm. it's just timing. It's just not um not having it on our side right now. Yeah, but um, Look, it's so okay. We will make it work. Monthly? I mean, depends. not often. Last month zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually shocked. Oh, we I have mean, our challenges. Yeah, I mean it's not ideal, but as long as you guys are happy, right? Mm, yeah. As long as you make it work, and I hope that. Well, I know it will be worth it once we see each other again. It's not forever, of so course. That's good. Of course. <laughs> um, but back to back to our long distance relationships. Um, I mean, what what were your guys' like biggest challenges? Um, in in one. Um, definitely aligning your goals is very difficult. I think the main reason why we broke up was because 
we just didn't see an aligned goal or future. Like without knowing when we would meet next or what our next step would be, we just did not have much to look forward to. Mm, I mean, I feel mm. like that's definitely a common reason why couple break up when they're in a long-distance relationship. I'm not mm. an expert or anything, but I always give advice to my friends who are doing long-distance relationship to at least set like a common goal to look forward to. And this definitely doesn't have to be huge, huge goal like you know, I'm, I'm marrying you or whatnot. But just simply something like when you guys will see each other next, just so you have something to like literally put in your calendar to look forward to. Mm. I think yeah, one definitely. thing though is that. Um, before because we were still kids right we couldn't really plan our lives mm. as ourselves like we always had to rely on like financials from parents plannings and all of that so i couldn't just mm-hmm. like hop on a plane go back to vietnam and also because back then my parents weren't in vietnam so i had no actual reason to go back and he even you know high school kid we didn't have the money to buy an airplane ticket to go to sydney as well so that was like a very big challenge yeah definitely i relate to this on like a huge level i'm also in the same situation and unfortunately we also had covid in between so that didn't really help at all but um yeah this is yeah, I didn't have this common goal in my long distance relationship, which just made it even more difficult and made it made the wait even longer. And yeah, it just kind of sucked. Yeah, it just went on for a long time without you guys meeting. Yeah. I guess without that factor, you're just you're just like not motivated to fully engage in the relationship. And I'm someone who looks at life very realistic and in a practical way. It just doesn't seem like it would go anywhere. So we ended things. Yeah. Did it end well, at least? Mm, well, given that I just moved to Australia, we're talking about like my first ever month living here. I barely had any friends. Well, like, yes, I had a solid friend group, but they were just like merely acquaintances at that time. And definitely not close enough for me to, you know, go and vent like I go vent to you guys mm-hmm. so no it was pretty hard coping with everything plus it was winter so of course you gotta factor in my seasonal depression of course I of felt course. like really really lonely <laughs> I know I love my sunlight I need my vitamin D <laughs> but um, <laughs> give I just me felt all the sunburn really lonely of course <laughs> like I'm all down for sunburns but not seasonal depression man yeah me too and then I think one big thing was that I got really jealous about how much fun he was having back at home at school and like Mm -hmm. being surrounded with people that I've been friends with throughout my whole life as well so I was really angry at how he was able to break up and still be okay since he had all the support and friendship and care beside him while I was like stranded here alone Mm -hmm. oh I'm so sorry you had to go through that I mean it must have been very difficult um, I can't say that I completely understand what you've been through, but part of me definitely resonates to that, especially the part of, you know, having to get over someone while you, like, mm. just moved to a new city. That sucks, It's honestly. literally like a fresh start of your life, though, yeah. which is kind of good. Mm. Me too. Yeah, especially for me, that part about, like, seeing them with, with the people who you've hung out with as well, mm. I think that's really difficult. Mm. and you always get this like FOMO within you yeah but Mm. I think it's also amazing that you had the strength to be like realistic and knew it was time to end it because I think 
it took me a long time um, to actually um, end it um, or to have mm. the gut to do it. Oh, um, like, you know what? On that point, though, I remember like my other relationship when I was here. We literally ended things mm-hmm. just because we were like, "This is not gonna go anywhere," but we still had feelings and everything. But we just ended it mm-hmm. How to be like a sensible that, adult. I would never see. Sometimes I wish I have the strength and like the <laughs> ability to do that because I would never be able to. I'm just like too emotional, and mm. if I still have feelings for you, and if I know that you still have feelings for me, there would just be like a strain of hope that I would just cling on to, and I would never yeah. let go. I would never let go. And that's something that mm-hmm. sometimes I hate that about myself, but I don't know. <laughs> well, it's good that you have no. That I'm here with it you. It means like you're very like persistent, and you want to make things work out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm just like, if I don't see it working out, I'd rather end it now, so the pain is only limited. Instead of like dating three, four years along the line, and we're just like, oh, this yeah, is not working. Yeah, no, I want to be like that. I want to. Mm. Yeah, me too. Because for yeah. me, it's but like I think like no. I think for me, like in my head, I will always be like, oh, I can make this work. Oh, mm. no, I can fix this problem. Yeah. And it's just always in me. I feel I like why. for me, I always have like my, not my worst fear, but one of my fear is to like not do it and then you regret it later. So I always have that feelings of like, oh, mm-hmm. what if? And then it leads to so many stories, you know, follow mm. behind, which... Oh, not fun, but... Like, you make up scenarios in your head as well. Yes, exactly. All right, I mean, I know that when we talk about long-distance relationship, we often think about, you know, having a long-distance relationship with your significant other. But I want to shed light on having a long-distance relationship with your friends as well. What do you guys think? I mean, especially, we're literally having a long-distance relationship right now (laughs) with each other. (laughs) For sure. I think it's like... (laughs) very hard to have long distance relationship for friends but so far i honestly don't mind at all (laughs) yeah me too yeah let's get into it like this is the story of my life i think most of my friends are long distance and Mm. i i love this topic Mm, i mean i feel like stepping into adulthood every person has their own life and we would grow apart quite easily especially you know for example me and a few of my closest friends don't even live in the same country you guys um and then you know with all the time zone differences and things that are happening around them that i might not be aware of or vice versa it's very difficult to keep you know in touch on a daily basis which is why i feel like a strong foundation of friendship plays a very important factor here because if you appreciate each other enough you will always make the time and effort to reach out to them oh yeah for sure like it is very sad to see you guys grow apart and accomplish goals in life without physically being there together but Mm. i see it as a very good opportunity though to like really branch out and meet new people and like as well if i had all my friends here like my old friends i don't think i would have met as many amazing people in my life today yeah of course Mm -hmm. but like at the same time sometimes when i'm having so much fun here in melbourne i wish my friends who are living in other country would be here and enjoy the fun with me Hmm. i i don't know how i feel about that um like (laughs) i personally (laughs) my personality though it really changes between friend groups so if i had my old friends here in sydney right now 
I would be having fun in a totally different way to how mm. I hang out with my friends here, though. But, like, I mean, either way, we still have a good time. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I have, like, different personalities in different friends groups as well. And sometimes I'm, like, surprised at, like, you know, how I can just switch it on and off. But I guess mm. it's just, like, <laughs> you know, it's just the vibe. But, yeah, I'm kind of talking about more about the fun of the city. Like, I would love mm. for them to be here and hang out with me in Melbourne. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Mm. And I think for friends, it's very low maintenance now, like in a good way. We don't have to text or talk every single day or even weeks or even months, to be honest. <laughs> but like when we do, we just naturally pick it up from where we left off. And mm. I can still call my closest friends today back in high school. And we can still have such a great time catching up, laughing together. It really doesn't matter how long time has gone by. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, if you're already close enough, you actually don't need to talk every second of the day. And it will be exactly the same when you text a call to catch up. And I don't know about you guys, but when that happens to me, the call would actually last for four or five hours <laughs> or maybe more. And it's, mm. I don't know, it's, also, is anyone else like setting a clock in different city that your friends are living in so you can be aware of that time zone that they're in all the time? Or is it just me? <laughs> oh, it's totally awesome, me. Like, yeah. especially also when my, with my parents as well, like um, at one period, when I go to sleep will be when they wake up and it will be so difficult to like get a hold of them. So like the Apple clock app was like my best friend. I had to check mm. it every day. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's also the same for me. Like when I call these people, it always lasts for like four or five hours and it feels like no time has passed. Mm. And I also think that a, a nice pro from like long distance um, friendships is also that not only you like keep in touch with your really good friends but you can also see like who are really your friends and mm. who will probably just your friends because you were like in the same environment but like your personalities didn't really yeah click. you guys would like force friendships because because you were in the mm-hmm. same class mm. like like if you guys weren't in the same class you guys would probably never even talk to each other kind of situation mm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah Definitely. Yeah, but well, I tried. Touch, on, it's hard. Well, I've tried to kind of put my time zones everything, but I have long given up on that. <laughs> like even <laughs> with different time zones, I never managed to set a time where we're all free to sit down and talk, which is literally going against my own advice to prioritize each other. But I just always <laughs> text him, "Hey, are you free? Do you want to call?" And then we call. Like <laughs> no, like very last minute. Plans. Best way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, for me, I literally don't even set it up to find a free time to call. I just like to know what time zone they're in. So if, you know, so if we don't talk, I will vaguely have an idea of what they might be doing when I'm in my bed about to sleep. <laughs> um, like, okay, I'm, I'm scrolling from my world clock right now and I have Hanoi, LA, Paris, Frankfurt and Toronto set up. <laughs> That's, That's so cute. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a similar system on my app as well. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Q&A section of the week. Question one. How can you keep the romance alive in a long-distance relationship? Mm, definitely like going back to what we were saying, having a time set out in the day to talk to each other and not just like simply texting, but actually sitting down and talking to each other through FaceTime or video call. Like I think just showing them 
that you are prioritizing them and giving them your undivided attention would be so paramount to having a sustainable relationship. Yes, all the way. Yeah, that's always a good idea. I mean, I also saw on the internet that some couples share what they eat every day to each other, and I think that's adorable. Aww. Mm. I used to do that with my... Well, (laughs) not boyfriend, but... (laughs) friend friend a friend cute, of some cute. sort okay. yes a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> a very a close situation. friend <laughs> yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you could also bring in a lot of like game card games that you can play together through mm. video call i think mm. there's this like set called we're not really strangers that helped us like get mm. through get to know each other better and in a more deeper sense um, I think that'd just be really good to reflect on your relationship and bring out feelings that you didn't know you even had before. Mm, I literally just did the same thing with my best friend the other day. Like, I'm not 100% sure if it's the same card games, but we did something similar and it was so much fun. I mean, isn't it always the best time, you know? I'm pouring my heart to people that I'm comfortable with. That sounds like trauma bonding, but okay. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Uh, I love that I too. Think <laughs> I love yeah. trauma bonding. I feel like all my best relationships are where we bonded through trauma. <laughs> totally. Or, Very... or like through talking behind someone's back. Oh no. Mm. Like having the shared like same mutual hate for someone. Yes, I, I vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I we started. That... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Really? Wow. wow. <laughs> Interesting. I think another way though that you could keep the flame going is to like arrange surprise gifts for special occasions and sometimes like you know just because presents are cute too mm. especially if your partner's love language is gift giving yes oh yeah i think this is so cute even just like flowers or something cute um for me i also like to write like long paragraphs randomly sometimes just to like express my love that's so, so cute that's so cute <laughs> why aren't you doing it to me who are you doing it to? Um, hmm. I've actually Please haven't been doing it to anyone. Mm. Well, I would love that. I would definitely wake up to a text like that. I mean, it would make my whole day. Noted. My whole week. My Noted. whole life. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Also, me as future boyfriend. Note. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to That's respond That's so funny because that, um, today I, I was texting my boyfriend like, I miss you like every five minutes. And he was like, this is it. Like, I like clingy, but this is, like, too much. Too much for me. Like, you can't be this clingy anymore. Oh my god. I love that. That's so cute. You can do it to me. I wouldn't mind. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Just look at your text tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, will do. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, talking about presents, it doesn't have to be something expensive, honestly. I have seen my friends who were in a long-distance relationship having date nights, and they would order food for each other. So you get to surprise the other person with whatever you decided to order for them, and vice versa. Then you'll sit down. Yeah, and then you'll sit down to have dinner together through FaceTime or whatever, isn't that like the cutest thing ever? Mm, That's so a cute. Virtual date. Mm. Well, let's move on to our next question. Uh, what should I do if I get into a fight and I can't get a hold of them, no matter how much I've tried to reach out? Mm, well, then maybe you should respect their decision and give them some space. Um, 
I guess mm-hmm. maybe they might need some time to either calm down or think more about the issues that you guys are having. Um, for me, I always feel like I would tend to walk out from a fight, especially when I feel like I'm either too emotional or too angry to continue talking. And I definitely don't want to say anything that I might regret in the future. So I might as well just, you know, take a breather and hope that I'll have a clearer mind to discuss the issues afterwards. Um, but on the other hand, I understand that it might be frustrating from your point of view if they stop communicating in the middle of a fight. Um, if it's a huge fight, I would definitely give it a day. If you, And then if you're very worried about them, you could always get in touch with your, their friends, family, to make sure that they're doing okay. But at the end of the day, I think it would be nice to send a follow-up text to let them know how you feel and that you would like to talk and resolve the situation. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to add here. I think it's a great approach and it is like the sensible way to do it. I think, honestly, in my experience, though, usually, like, in this situation, I would just go to sleep because it would be just, like, my sleeping time after the fight, um, <laughs> just because of time zones. And then usually by the next day, I know, like, people say you can't, you shouldn't go to sleep, like, angry, but usually by the next day, I have, like, mm. a clear mind. I can, like, have a better approach to the problem. Actually, though, I just watched, like, a YouTube video the other day, and then they were talking about, um, not assumptions, but an, oh, unpopular opinions, and one of the phrase was, it's good to go to sleep when you're angry, and do you guys agree mm-hmm. with that or not? Mm, I don't know how to feel about that, like, I feel if they are, like, avoiding me at the moment, I would be rather hurt, because I would rather sit down, communicate things out. And actually be on a peaceful note before going to sleep. Because Mm. if I'm Mm -hmm. still angry at them, they're still angry at me, there's no way I'm sleeping. Yeah, I kind of leaning towards that end as well. But at the same time, I understand that if, you know, sometimes you just need to like sleep it off. And like if Mm. you, you know, wake up the next morning, you might have like a different approach to it when you're calmer and... And you know, I think that's how I approach conflict though. Like, um, if they do something that upsets me, I would not bring it up at the moment, but I would rather, like, let's say it's a very small thing though, like, not you know, big thing that I should have a reaction to, but like, a small, minor things that makes me upset. I would not speak up at that moment, I would rather sleep on it for at least 24 to 48 hours mm. and then reflect on how I feel then to see if I should be reacting like very harshly or just like bring it up casually instead mm. or yeah. bring it up at all mm. to be honest yeah that's okay. I think that's a good yeah I think that's to really it. interesting yeah. yeah because I also think it depends on like how tired you are like when you're having this mm. fight as well like because if you're really tired and you just want to keep fighting and you keep bickering and oh, you just yeah. want to try to solve it just mm. to like go to sleep without fighting then that can be like almost counteractive yeah yeah and mm, for sure it would yeah so i think well. it definitely depends yeah. yeah i mean interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah well, moving on to our next question how do i not feel jealous in a long distance relationship or friendship okay i think this was hard for me because I definitely experienced it on both sides. Obviously, I I got jealous when um, my ex like spent time with others or like when my partner has priorities for other things. But obviously, they do. But obviously, I can't help but feel neglected somehow. But mm-hmm. I just need to tell myself that 
it's really nothing personal and I also do the same thing all the time mm. but I also understand what it is like to be on the other side where your partner is always looking at you through every action and I don't know like in my long distance relationship I've almost felt like I I felt guilty that I had to spend time with my other friends or yeah. I had to cook with my roommates and that that's not how it should be but mm. yeah and that's not how you should feel and that's not how your partner should make you feel because they should trust you no matter what yeah because your ex mm. was like jealous of us hanging out and you're literally <laughs> living in the same house so yeah it's like, impossible yeah like what can you do like just not see me <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird though, like for roommates, there's no way around it. Like you yeah. just have to accept that that's one like that's one relationship that I don't see why you should be jealous of. Mm. Like, unless it's like anything, unless you yeah. were living with like an opposite gender and you guys had like, you know, you know, some flirtation going on or something like that. Mm. But otherwise, no. That's just weird. Definitely. Like you would definitely prefer them to hang out with their roommates than like you then, know exactly than going <laughs> out having fun with someone else. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's really hard to not feel left out or excluded when you're not physically involved in there. But I've never had like jealousy in friendships though. I'm always so happy to hear you guys made new friends or found someone you can really get along with. Mm. But I can definitely envision that in a relationship though. Yeah, I feel like um yeah jealousy would would be more common in um, a romantic relationship for sure. Um, even though I haven't been in a long distance relationship before, I can already tell that this might be one of the biggest challenges that I might have to deal with if I ever have to walk into a long distance relationship. I'm just naturally a very insecure person, which is not surprising if you've been listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and I would say that I'm also very imaginative. So if you're not responsive or I feel like you're being distant, I would have million scenarios of you cheating on my head. So. Oh, that's so true. And this <laughs> is going to sound like very, very cliche, but again, communication is so crucial here. Mm. Like, you should set boundaries as to what you're comfortable with the other person doing while you're not there. Like, you know, are you fine if they go on dinner plan with another person of the opposite gender? Or mm. are you fine if they go clubbing? Like, let's have all the possibilities and just see how how your stomach juice feels about it yeah and a bit mm. of reassurance you know along the way actually will never hurt anyone but funny story mm. though when you mention like you have to like talk and communicate about you know set out the boundaries and stuff like that me and my ex actually have this is going to sound very not wrong but we actually had like a list of rules that we sit down and write together, and then mm. we would, like, refer to that rules, that set of rules when we, you know, unfortunately have a fight. We'd be like, rule one, you can't actually do that, so, <laughs> you know, I'm winning, and stuff like that. It's actually very cute, <laughs> but it's not, like, it's not, it's serious-ish, but then it's also very cute, yeah. I very think type it's a. very borderline very toxic, though, <laughs> if you're not careful. Yeah, I like, know. You yeah. certainly don't want to restrict them from enjoying their life and having fun with friends and family as well, though. Yeah, and it, it kind mm-hmm. of backfire for us because we still ended up fighting about the issues that we've already already listed on the rules list and it would just kind of make it worse because it's like, oh, okay, you're doing that, but it's mm. already 
there we already discussed that and you're still doing it like what are you trying to do like are you like intentionally trying to hurt me things like that but mm. yeah i mean if it works it will work perfectly but if it's not then sucks <laughs> yeah it's really hard to not like cross that very thin line another method that you could do is just really invest that time you spend worrying about them back into yourself like Think about what you enjoy and what you want to do. That way, you can still tell your partner about what you did or even what restaurant is nice so you can bring them there next time. Mm, I love mm-hmm. that. It's like when I'm sending Dawn all this um, like photos and trips uh, at Italy and I'm like, because <laughs> we're doing it in the future, so I'm like, just saving it there for you, for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so cute. Or even the Melbourne restaurants that yeah. I'll visit one day. Yeah, again. When I come back. Yes. You're always welcome here. Do it now. <laughs> I'll tell that to the embassy. My friend welcomes me here. So I should be able to come. Please yes. give me the visa right away. You cannot say no to me because my friends want me there. <laughs> yes, a valid reason. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and that's the yes. end of today's episode. I hope you guys had fun listening to this one. Send this to couples who are doing long-distance relationships. Um, and yeah, I really do have so much respect for y'all. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And just like this week, we'll be having a Q&A session about a certain topic. So don't forget to send in your questions to our Instagram at Adulting License for our next episode. And as always, follow us on Instagram for more updates. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll drop a new episode every fortnight.